We love you very much. Please feel free, feel comfortable. It's the house of your father. Amen. This morning, I want to press further very quickly on the subject that we started about four weeks ago. I thought I was just going to teach this for two weeks, but this is the fourth week and I'm not done. Hallelujah. <laughs> Maybe another four weeks we are still talking about, I don't know, really. <laughs> but I'm never tired of talking about this, especially as the Lord gives us more light. The path of the just, Proverbs 4.18, the Bible says there's a shining light, and it shines how? More and more onto the perfect day. Praise God. So when you get into God's word and it keeps giving you more light and it's getting brighter and brighter and brighter, then you just keep going. Amen. And again, I'm encouraged by the so many testimonies that have been coming in on this subject. One of our sisters, I just remembered now, I, I shared someone's testimony earlier in the first service. I just mentioned it a bit, um, who was here and then had to move to Lagos. And then she said she thought she was really maybe going to uh, lose her fire a little bit, but she's not lost one bit of fire. She said she connects online every service, and particularly this teaching series on the power of praying in the spirit has been a tremendous blessing to her. I said, well, so how do you connect with us? Is it via Facebook or YouTube or MixLR? She said, MixLR. I said, so then invite your friends to listen with you. She said, Pastor, that's already happening. So they're probably on uh, MixLR right now or maybe dawn service. And another sister sent me a testimony and said, Pastor, I conquered the devil through praying in the spirit overnight. <laughs> you don't know what people are dealing with. People have crazy dreams sometimes. Even me, I have it. Crazy dreams, like sometimes you see yourself in a coffin. Sometimes you see yourself at a funeral service. Sometimes you're crying in the dream and you cry even into daylight and you're wondering what's going on. Or they're giving you food or you're having sex in the dream or you're getting married and all of those stuff. The dream world is, is in the supernatural. It's, in the super, it's, it's not in the natural realm. Psychology has an explanation for dream. They call it, there's REM, there is NREM, rapid eye movement, and then non-rapid eye movement, and then there's delta sleep and all of that that they try to explain. But we know from the word of God that these things are deeply spiritual. How can somebody be stabbed in the dream and they wake up to, to, to see that they've been inflicted with wound on the same spot? There was a young man in this church years ago who saw himself in the dream in his hometown. He said he saw a young man who carried a big stone and was going to hurl that stone on his own mother. I said, no, you can't kill my mom. So he pushed the boy back. As he pushed him, the guy dropped the stone and gave him a slap in the dream. <laughs> he called me at about 3 a.m. crying on the phone. He said, Pastor, I just woke up and he had this excruciating pain on that part of his face where he was slapped in the dream. I thought this was a joke. Come on, is this why you woke me up? He said, Pastor, this is for real. I'm in pain. So we started praying and I told him in the morning, it was Friday night, struck Saturday morning, I said, come and see me in the office. So I came and then he came with his sister and his friend in the church. And so they came and I asked him questions and he told me about the dream and he was still in pain. So we had to pray and conduct some kind of deliverance and all of that from the dream. And thank God God intervened and then he was fine. And then it was okay by the time he went home in the evening. <laughs> the realm of the spirit is real. Somebody is lying to you that, look, 
Those things don't matter. It's because you were thinking about it. That's why you said it in the dream. It's all right. <laughs> People's destinies have been limited. People's lives have been cut short from things that happen or that are initiated in the realm of the spirit. We shouldn't be like, the Bible says, don't be like the mule, the mule that has no understanding. Don't be like a gutan that has no understanding. You are not an animal. You are a child of the most high God. You must be aware of the presence of God. Even God's presence is in the supernatural. It's in the unseen realm. We are also supernatural beings and we should be making impact from that realm into this realm. That's why we're talking about this series. And by the grace of God, I believe we are getting to a point where we'll start learning about how to release the power of God. Some of us contain that power is in us. The Holy Spirit is the power of God. So you're filled with the Holy Spirit. You speak in tongues, but you wonder why some situations still remain in your life. You wonder. But I know I'm born again. I know I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Why is it that I still have this pain in my body? Why am I still failing my exams? Why am I still having a repetition? Why, why, why? It is because you have not learned how to release the power. It is one thing to contain the power. It's another to release it. If you look at Jude, Jude has only one chapter. Jude was writing about certain people who have crept into the church. And I think in verse 12, he described them as a cloud without water. And one of the uh, symbols of the Holy Spirit in the Bible is water. You remember in John chapter 7, on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out and said, Oh, everyone that thirsted, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of the living waters. He said, this is spake concerning the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus was not yet glorified and the Holy Spirit was not yet given. So water is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Jude says, some people are cloud without water. What is the usefulness of cloud without water? When we see a cloud gather, we are happy that, okay, it is going to rain. But then the cloud fizzles out. What is the usefulness of a Christian who is speaking in tongues but devoid of the power of God? The sickness in your body, you can't heal it, let alone help somebody else get healing. There is financial lack in our lives. Cancer is stopping people's lives. Disease is cutting people's lives short. <laughs> somebody has to rise up someday and stop that disease so that it doesn't stop you. Somebody has to wake up in your family and say, look, we have to stop this lack. Because lack has a way of stopping us. You can dream, dream, dream of big things. But when the financial resources needed to make those things happen don't come, they will remain as a dream. Somebody has to say, no, we, we have to live in the best of God right now. Can I have an amen? amen? In Psalm 31 verse 19, the Bible says, how great is the goodness that God has laid up for those that love him, those that fear him. But my question always is, how long are we going to live, live those things laid up? Laid up, five billion naira, laid up, and you're a pauper. You don't have a car, you can't eat a decent meal, you don't have decent clothes to wear, you don't have a decent roof over your head, and five million has been laid up in your name. How long are you going to live it laid up? Till you get to heaven? When we all get to heaven, hold on, hold on. Fulfill purpose here first. Let's be sure you're even making that heaven. Can we have heaven on earth? The word of God says so. I, by the grace of God, want to charge us to get out of our complacency. Charge us to move from comfort zone and do the impossible. 
Because we serve a God that can do the impossible. Jesus said with God all things are possible. But the same Jesus said in Mark 9, 23. To him that believes. Not only for God. But to him that believes. How many things are possible? All things. All things. So all things are possible for God. And if you can believe, all things are possible for you as well. Can I have an amen? 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 2. We are, by the grace of God, inaugurating the expression house, the stone church Bodija this afternoon. So I want to rush there. I'll preach briefly, take the communion with you, and then go to a meeting with the senior pastor, and then go there. Praise God. I'll see you on Thursday for Bible study by the grace of God. Bible study is resuming this Thursday. Can I have an amen? amen. Glory be to God. Only those who come said amen. Can I have a better amen? amen. And then Valentine's Day will come on Valentine. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not to men, but is speaking to somebody. The Almighty God. He's not speaking for fun. He's speaking to the Almighty God. He said, men do not understand him, for no man understandeth him. How be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Hallelujah. I began to teach us about four weeks ago on the benefits of speaking, praying in the spirit. Which is evidenced many times by our speaking in other tongues. And the first benefit I mentioned was the fact that mysteries are unraveled when we pray in the spirit. I don't want to go over that because there's a long way to go. Many scriptures allude to the fact that there are so many mysteries about our lives. What is a mystery? A mystery is a secret truth. In Deuteronomy 29, 29, the Bible says the secret things belong to God. But the things which are revealed belong to us and our children. Psalm 25 verse 14 tells us that the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. Psalm 27 and verse 5 tells us, in the time of trouble, it shall hide me in the secret, in, shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. So there are so many things that are secrets. Uh, Proverbs 25 and verse 2 tells us it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, to hide it. But then it is the honor of kings to search them out. And we found out that week that God has made us kings and priests unto our God. Jesus has made us kings and priests unto our God, and we shall reign on earth. We found that in Revelation 1.6 and Revelation 5.10. We moved on to say that also when we pray in the Holy Ghost, um, direction comes. We all need direction in life. If you don't know where you are going, then you will never know how to get there. Sometimes people have an idea where they are going, but they don't know how to get there. That's why Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 15 says, the labor of the foolish wearies every one of them because they know not how to go to the city. They know the city they want to go to, but they don't know how to get there. Life can be a cycle of frustrations when you don't know the way. And this is the story of many people today. Even though they are born again, they have no direction. They lack direction. But the Bible says your ear shall hear a voice behind you that will say this is the way walking it. When you turn to the left... And when you turn to the right. Number three. I said when you lock hands with God in the place of prayer, you become bold and courageous. 
when you spend time praying in the Holy Ghost, boldness is ingrained and released into your spirit man so that you can face life boldly. This was where we stopped last week. And I take it up from that scripture where we stopped, Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 4. In Acts chapter 3, you remember, Peter and John went to the house of prayer in the time of prayer. And they did a miracle on a man who was already 40 years old. And because of that miracle, persecution arose. Where were they coming from? They were coming from the place of prayer. They had prayed up themselves and they were going to the place of prayer in the hour of prayer. I want to encourage you Christians, believers all over the world, you should have a time of prayer. Have a place of prayer. A dedicated place. It could be in your house. It could be in your room. A corner you choose for yourself and God where you meet with God. In every house where I have lived, I've had that. That's why Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 that when you pray, go into your closet. The Jewish people up till today when they want to pray, you see them wearing their uh, prayer shawl. They call it prayer shawl. It is called talit. They wear it on their head when they want to pray and face the wall. They interpreted Jesus' instruction with their own talit that this is my own closet. I go into my closet. So as they cover their head, it is to cut off distractions so I can focus on God. That is in the fulfillment of the scripture. Psalm 16 verse 8, which says, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he's at my right hand, I will never be moved. I will not be moved. So, it is important that we pray. When we pray, boldness comes. I don't know how it happens. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. And I believe everybody needs to be bold in the days in which we live. Bold to face your life. Bold to take decisions. Decisions that will change your life forever. The reason many die as paupers is not because God has not blessed them. It's the reason they die as paupers is because they are afraid to take the steps that God told them to take. And so they have lived their lives and they have died, you know, limited, limited, contained. Not because they were not talented, but God said, do this. And he said, no, I'm too afraid to do that. What if I do it and nobody comes? What if you do it and everybody comes? Fear is the reason many have not ventured. Some of you listening to me this morning, here and online, God has put an idea in your heart. Do it. Maybe write a book. Maybe publish a book. Maybe publish a journal. Maybe contribute. Maybe attend a conference. Say, no. No, I can't do it. I'm too small. What if nobody listens to me? <laughs> what if everybody listens to you? fear. But when you pray in the spirit, you catch up with that spirit of boldness. So we saw in Acts chapter 4, let's continue from there this morning and then I go to the next point by the grace of God and then we close the service. Acts chapter 4 and I'm going to read from verse 12. Peter was speaking when they invited him and John, the chief priests and the elders, the religious leaders of that time. They were angry that Peter had done a miracle in the name of Jesus. You see, listen, their problem was that name. Because they killed him. They killed Jesus. They didn't expect that after his death and his, listen, supposed resurrection. Because they were still arguing that no, his disciples must have come to steal his body. And they were dealing with the army, the, the soldiers that were in charge of guarding that tomb. Say, no, you guys connived with them. They must have stolen his body. He didn't resurrect. He didn't resurrect. He lied. He didn't resurrect. Nobody has ever died and resurrected before. It never happens. You die, you die. You die like a goat. You go somewhere. <laughs> much to their chagrin, much to their unpleasant surprise, 
the apostles were preaching and teaching in the name of a man they killed and the name was doing miracles. The name. They thought, we thought we killed this man. How come in death his name is now doing miracles? This was why they arrested Peter and John. They arrested them and told them, never again. First of all, they asked them, in whose name and by what authority did you perform this miracle? Hear Peter's response. He had spoken sote. Sote is Nigerian English. You won't find that in Oxford Dictionary. Peter had spoken sote. Are you with me this morning? Sote, that, oh, come on. Nigerian English is sweet. Those of you watching online, sote. Te. In verse 12, he said, he capped it all up with verse 12. And I believe Peter was screaming when he was saying this. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name given under heaven. Under heaven. Given among men whereby we must be saved. No other name. No other name. Not Aristotle. Not Gamaliel. Not any other name, not Muhammad, not any other name. <laughs> oh, come on. The religious leaders were quiet. There was a holy hush on them as Peter invoked the power of the name of Jesus. I'm going to teach on the name very soon. And look at what happened in verse 13. The Bible says, Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Can I ask you a question? Did Peter ever mention I'm bold? Come on, talk to me, church. Did he say, I'm bold? He just preached the name of Jesus. That was all he did. The Bible says they saw his boldness. They saw John's boldness. They marveled and took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. It means Jesus was very bold. Can I correct myself? Jesus is very bold. He was bold. He is bold. He's going to be forever bold. Can I have an Amen. Hebrews 13 verse 8 tells us Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. They saw the same boldness of Jesus on these guys. These guys were fishermen. They didn't have a degree from UI. They never had the opportunity to do prelim at the Polytechnic Ibadan. At the same campus, Irua. They didn't even pass work. These guys... Probably didn't write common entrance. They ran off from school. Followed their fathers to start fishing fish. Because they were fishers of fish. But they couldn't take something away from them. Maybe they had some grammatical blunders. But they couldn't take boldness away from them. Boldness can be seen. Boldness is visible. When you go for that business meeting and you are fidgety. And you are lily-livered. You are like a timorous cat. They're looking at you across board. Say, mm, this is not the kind of person we're looking for. It is the reason many are rejected visas at embassies where they conduct interviews, like the U.S. Embassy. 
They're looking at you, looking at your body language. A friend of mine, the elder sister went for visa interview, and she told me, she said she knew she was going to be refused. I said, why? She said, from the moment she was invited to come and do biometrics, because back in the day, what they would do is to call you for biometrics. You are in the hall, seated already. You come for biometrics, you go sit down. Then when it's your turn, you see your number on the screen. Then you come for interview. But you're seated in the same hall. She said she could hardly place her hand on the machine. It was shivering like this. She was shivering as if she was going to write an exam. And those guys were looking at her. If you don't have an ulterior motive, why are you so intimidated? The word of God has an answer to that. Proverbs 28 and verse 1. It says, the wicked runneth when no man pursues them. The Yoruba Bible says, Eleshensa nigratiakole. But the righteous as bold as a lion. The righteous are the children of God. I wonder, it's an amazement to me how that some children of God are not even bold. They saw the, the boldness of Peter and John and they could not deny the fact that they had been with Jesus. The boldness, not pride, the boldness, not rudeness. There's a thin line between being bold and being proud and being bold and being rude. You can be bold and be very respectful. It's a function of what is coming out of your spirit. Amen. It's in honor to God and dishonor to the devil. You hate every work of the devil. 1 John 3, 8. For this reason, the Son of God has been made manifest even to destroy the works of the enemy. So when you see anybody sick around you, you are so eager to lay hands in the name of Jesus and command that devil to go. Let me tell you, without boldness, you can't cast out devils. Mark 16, 17. And this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. You don't beg devils out. You simply command them out in the name of Jesus. And you stay right there. Listen, church. You stay right there expecting that devil to go. Deliverance ministry is not a ministry for certain spiritual, very hyper-spiritual people of the church, from pastor to the leaders. But the rest of us, no, we don't do deliverance. No. Every believer, every believer, say with me, every believer. Say, that includes me. Can I have that? Okay, good. Let's see it on the screen. And this sign shall follow the pastors. And this sign shall follow the, 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 the bishops. It shall follow the apostles. Shall follow who? Come on, make it louder. Shall follow who? Are you part of them that believe? Are you a believer? Not a doubter. You're a believer? Not a doubter. Say, I'm a believer. Not a doubter. Okay, say the American way. Say, I'm a believer. Not a doubter. Now, now, that's not to say not a doubter. No, 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 I didn't say doubter. <laughs> Praise God. He said, in my name. What will the believers of the expression house do? In my name, they shall cast out devils. So you find a devil, you command it out in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Pastor, you mean I can cast out devils? Yes, you can. I remember an incident in my family years ago. One of my younger sisters was attacked. She wouldn't sleep. Misbehaving all over the house. Restless. 
What do we do? This was like going to the middle of the night. So the first part of call would be to rush to UCH. But we didn't have a car. We were really broke. Oh God, have mercy. <laughs> so I remember the brother in church. We didn't have the youth church that time. It was just the teenage church, the adult church. I was in the adult church. I remember this brother. He was one of our powerful deliverance ministers. He was in the deliverance ministry. He's a pastor now, one of our branches in the U.S. But we're living together in Mokola. So I left my street. This was about 11.30 in the night. And I ran off to his house like he was my Messiah. and needed him to come. I was born again. I was tongue-talking. But I didn't know my God like I should. I didn't know myself in Christ, my position in Christ. So I ran to his house, banged on the door. Bang, bang, bang. You know, Mokola doors, back in the day, most of the doors were wooden. Most of the houses were of mud and then just plastered with cement, but mud, and then so the door is wooden. So when you bang downstairs, everybody upstairs will wake up. Because even the floors were wooden back in the day. So you dared not do some leg walk upstairs. You'll be pouring sand in the food of the people downstairs. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? I grew up in the hood, so I know. So as I banged the door, his neighbors came out. Who's that? It's me. Who are you looking for? I mentioned his name, so they went to get his attention. So he came out. Fred, it's late. What's going on? I said, bro, come, bro, come downstairs. So he came down. And I told him my problem. And I told him I wanted him to go with me to my house. Come like the Messiah. Come and rescue me. He said, Fred, I'm not going with you. Oh, no. There is no love in the church. <laughs> I'd had people say that before. Now I know there is no love in that church. There is not a single iota of love. A brother is in crisis. He's called for another brother. And he said, bluntly, he didn't even say, well, um, let's make it tomorrow morning. He said, no, I am not going to go with you. Why are you not going to go with me? What do you mean you're not going to go with me? He said, well, Fred, um, I want, Fred, listen, listen, you're a child of God. I said, yes, I know that. Do you realize that you have been seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus? I said, <coughs> I cleared my throat. Do you realize that I don't have any more authority than you do? Do you realize that this is your family and the enemy is trying to take advantage of your sister and God placed you in that family as a priest? You are a king to reign with him and a priest to serve in his ministry. Do you realize that this signs shall follow them that believe? Not the deliverance ministers, but them that believe. In the name of... He didn't finish that scripture. He was still quoting that scripture I took off. The next thing he heard from me was, thank you. I suddenly realized who I was in Christ. I left him standing. I took off. As I was running, I was running to go and meet that devil. Wait for me. Let me get home. Wait, just wait for me. If they burn you well. End of discussion. Went home in the power and the authority of the name. And with boldness, looked that devil in the eye. You get off of my sister now. 
take your dirty hands off of my sister and go in the name. Come back, come back. I bind you. Now go bound. Come back. Let's get a slap first. Praise God. That was it. No deliverance minister anywhere. There's another minister that I know who is always afraid of devils. He's a minister. So when they bring cases to him, he refers to other ministers. Say, no, that's not my ministry. Look, this is not a ministry for apostles. Are you with me? This is for all of you. Somebody says it's for me. I told them in the first service, if you don't learn to do it and if you don't start doing it now, a day will come you will be compelled. Mark my words. You will be compelled to do it. And what will happen on that day? Shall we see brother running away from the devil? Devil, I bind you, I bind you in the name of Jesus, I bind you. Please, let me go and see my pastor. I need to fast. No, it will be too late to go for fasting. You just might be in the car with a devil-infested person. What do you do? A car is even fine. You could, by force, stop the driver. This is Lagos de Bano Expressway. But driver, stop, I'm not going again. After all, I paid you. But excuse me, what if this happens? You know where I'm going already? On an aircraft. You're flying from Nigeria to America about 16 hours or 14 hours of flight. And the person sitting next to you is not, not sleeping, no. Growling like a dog. And you are by the window seat. Oh Lord, I'm coming home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so let me share the experience of John Hagee. I shared it at the first service. John Hagee, Papa Hagee, I love him so much. I respect him a lot. He's one of the fathers in the body of Christ. He's the senior pastor, the founding pastor. His son has taken over now, Pastor Matthew Hagee. Papa John Hagee founded the Cornerstone Church in San Antonio, Texas. In one of his broadcasts, and I guess in one of his books also, because I have his books, he said when he started out as a youth pastor like me, young pastor, you know, um, put his number out as part of the signage of the church. A lady called one day and said, I'd like you to come over to my house. Come and pray for me. You know, as a pastor, this is the day that the Lord has made. Boom, carried his fat Bible. Drove up to the address. Boom, 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 boom. The man of God is here. He didn't know what he was up to. He had no idea. He thought it was just going to be a counseling and prayer session. Praise the Lord in the name of Jesus. You go. Amen. No. As he sat down, the lady began to narrate our ordeal. She was watching a TV program, an ungodly show. So be careful, guys. There are spirits behind these things. Don't just watch porn for fun. Don't watch it at all. Some of these ungodly shows that you watch, and Christians even justify them. You watch shows where people are having their bath on camera. People are having sex on camera all over the world. I don't need to mention the name of any program. You know already. And some Christians are subscribing data to watch such. They won't even watch a service. If they miss a service in church, never. My data because of church service. I will catch up later. Pastor will do a recap. But they can watch ungodly shows that war against their soul. You don't know that these things are supported by demons. It is not normal for anybody to just show their nakedness to the world. It's not normal. It takes some empowerment to do that. 
They call it boldness. Yeah, there's the boldness that comes from the realm of those of the devil, devil spirits. There is one that comes from the realm of the Holy Ghost. She was watching this show, and it's, this happened in the U.S. Please, not in Nigeria. A white lady, and she said, she said it. The spirit from that, I think, it was a gambling show or something, gambling program, jumped into her. Now, her husband was away, a businessman, a multimillionaire, was away on a business trip. <laughs> Praise God, amen. That happens when you fast a lot. So, as she was talking to him, at some point, she just started growling. She got up from the chair in night, nightgown. She got up from the chair and couched like this. Looked like a pussycat and was growling. And all of a sudden spoke with a male voice, I remember. She spoke with a male voice and said, I will kill you. Pastor said, ah. So this is a setup, right? He said his instinct told him, flee. But the calling said, stay. What do you do in such a situation? When a beautiful lady that you've seen, in fact, you've been walking, you've been trying to toast and woo her, you've been following her everywhere, you've been ghosting her, you've been, you've been, you know, everything, and then all of a sudden turns around and says, I will kill you. Brother, will you still love and stay for better, for worse? Male voice. He said that day he had to learn on the job. There are some things they teach you in seminary school. It is in, on the field you will learn practical. Those of you who are graduates, you know. There are many courses you took in school. You have never found the usefulness in the place of work. Is that not so? But you have faced some peculiar situations on the job and you say, ah! No professor mentioned this to me. They never told me. It's like life. Who teaches you about life? Men, young men, listen. Have you ever heard of midlife crisis? Nobody teaches you. Even your dad won't sit you down and say, it's very rare to sit you down and tell you, look, there's something called midlife crisis. Oh. There's something called clinical. They just say, be a man. You have to be a man. To be a man is not a day's job. To be a man is not a day's job. You have to be a man. You have to be strong. You have to be strong. Hey. But the peculiarity of the challenges you will face. Nobody tells you the challenges you face in marriage. But they tell you, go and marry you. Go and marry you. Go and marry you. We've sent you to school. You have done NYSC. What is remaining? And then your friends are getting married. And then you want to be... Then you pray that somebody's son will find you someday. <laughs> you think I don't know? <laughs> I don't live in heaven yet, all right? We're still here. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, the glam, I like that glam, you know, of weddings, you know. The ladies shops and shops and shops and ah, I shop, ah, everything. Oh, now, even the Ashwabi ladies now, they're even doing more than the bride now. And sometimes I wonder, is it your wedding? Ah! 
They want to camp in the hotel. They want their own special dresses. They, want, they even want to hold the flower. Kilo day. And show what they are not supposed to show. But let me tell you. Hmm. In the evening of the event, the DJ will pack his equipment and go home. The band will pack and go home. MCR, before you say he has disappeared. And you're learning, he has gone to another event <laughs> to make more money. The caterer is already gathering plates. All the servers are gathered, they are washing the plates, they are going. Event center, they're saying, Psh. they will go and turn off the gen. Psh. Then they will turn it on again. That's warning. I'm in the industry, so I know. Gradually, everybody will go. Then marriage starts. Wedding has ended. Marriage now starts. This is now when you will discover that when he's brushing his teeth, he'll be, he'll be releasing fat at the end And in your house, there's decorum. Decorum. You can't be brushing your teeth and be, and be farting at the same time. It's just not nice. He said, oh my God, honey, ah, what's this, what's this nonsense? He said, what's nonsense? In my house. No, is there a timetable for farting? No, don't come with that one. No. This is who I am. I'm very original. In fact, in our house, we communicate with fat. Do you know in some families, when someone says, eh, eh, then, 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 then. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? Oh my yeah, I said, when I'm going to do my own, let nobody complain in this household. What I will do is Awu. There's something called Awudu. You don't know Awudu. Let me tell you Awudu. When you eat beans overnight, you combine with egg. In the morning, your tummy will do Awu, Awu. It will do Awu. Then you just raise your lap. You just do. That one is more wicked than the one that is loud. That's the guy's upbringing. It is in marriage you will discover. In our house, where I was raised, when we're using toothpaste, we press it gradually from the bottom. Small, small, little by How many teeth do you have? You have 65? So little. As the thing comes out like this, you, you cover it. So when we are done with toothpaste in my family, for real, I'm not joking now. When we are done with it, it is still very neat. Like we want to go and sell it. We are not selling it. After we are done and we have not bought another one, then we cut it. Now you open. Now you use toothbrush. Somebody knows what I'm talking about here. No, no, you don't. You, you guys are too posh for that. You don't do that. Look, it is in this my married life that I, we now buy toothpaste like six. Six care for what? What to eat it? It's one by one. Sometimes you even take broomstick. You don't use your toothbrush because you carry too much. Broomstick. At the end of the day, to be very neat, then you dispose it. When I got married to my wife, my wife can pick the toothpaste and press it from anywhere. From the head, from the middle, from the bottom. 
So if you come to my house now, you look at our toothpaste, it looks like a car that has been accidented. Do you know, in the early years of our marriage, this caused a big fight. Because I'll say, come on now. There's something called decorum. There's a way. I mean, life is a gradual process. There's a way. My husband, bros. Whether you press gradually or you press anyhow, what is important is for the content to come out. Carol Dimasha, Carol Samadhi, Kitty Samadhi, go for. Non-Yoruba speakers, the Lord will interpret to you in Jesus' name. It is in marriage you will discover. I'm telling you that who prepares you for life? Who? Who is the, they, say, oh, they call some good life coach. Emma Deceiver, right? They say somebody is your life coach. He's on the internet. Somebody you have never met. Who knows nothing about your life and is your life coach? He's coaching you day by day. The pastor you have, some of you, you don't appreciate. But the pastor that is in a Ohio, <laughs> oh, Ohio, <laughs> That has no clue whether you exist or not. That, that's my pastor, man. All right. The day of trouble. Call him, oh. <laughs> Some boys, they gather them. Don't let me go there. Let's continue. You people like Jesus too much. We're talking about boldness. Amen. Praise God. I'm saying that you have to face life boldly. There are challenges on the way. There are speed bumps. There are things that we're not prepared for. There are times that there are delays in certain areas of our lives. What do you do? If there's a delay in childbearing, for example, what, 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 what should the couple do? The natural thing, people will be telling, that woman you married, is a man, no? She can't have children. No? Meanwhile, the problem, more often than not, can be with the man. So they encourage polygamy. Whereas, if both of you are believers, then you can join hands together and show the devil the way out. Can I have an amen? amen. So they summon Peter and John. Peter spoke in verse 12. He said, look, this is it. Then in verse 13, they saw the boldness of Peter. Then they charged them straightly. So, I tell you, let me finish the story of John Hagee. He stood his ground that day and boldly commanded. He said, at some point he knew, somebody has to die here. He said, I die or this demon lives. You see, when you come to that point in your life, things will change. He commanded that devil to leave. And the woman started jumping. She would fly and jump like a monkey from one point of her sitting. And you know, Americans is a room. It can be like almost this hall. They love space. Jump everywhere. He said, they knew at that point the world is working. I must stand on my authority in the name of Jesus. Stood his ground. And then finally she fell flat, passed out. And by the time she came around, she was well. She now finished the full story. Of how she got demon possessed. Now, the examinations of life come without a timetable. Expression house, live prepared. That's why the Bible encourages us to pray always. That men ought always to pray and not to faint. To pray without season. Let prayer become the breath that you breathe. So if it shows up anywhere, you are able to rout the enemy. Boldness. They couldn't take that from them. So they went back to their own company. After they threatened them, Peter spoke back. Peter said, you judge whether we should stop talking in the name of Jesus or we should listen to you. You judge whether to listen to God or to you. you find that in Acts chapter 4 and I believe verse 20. 
Say, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. We can but speak it. Verse 19 says, But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you, more than unto God, you judge. Your boss may be threatening you in your place of work and say, look, if you don't compromise, you're going to lose your job. In this company, we change figures. I'm the head of finance. You are just an ordinary accountant. Change figures or lose your job. Tell your boss, sir, I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I'm full of the Holy Spirit. I know this is wrong. So whether I should listen to you and change figures or listen to my God, you judge. Let me see that demon-possessed boss that will further tell you rubbish. The lecturer wants to sleep with you. Don't, don't be laughing. Some of you laugh too much. There are times to put on your lion nature and lion face. There are times your sheep nature. When I do bome, you will do bore. Do you know the philosophy of frogs? When the male frog says, Bome, the female frog will say, Bo, Bome, Bo, Bome, Bo. That is, I will take you to a hotel, don't worry. I know you are bothered about your privacy. The man is HIV infested. And you love your prof, prof. She be my school daddy, prof, prof. Bro, don't do that now. You're even massaging his head. Bro, don't do it. How we do it? How we do it? Everybody's doing it. Hey, I love you. I don't say pastor's wives and those Christian sisters in your school, in your church. We know that. We know where we meet. Is it for real? Oh, my God. Who is a Christian now? That is none of your business. Tell him. Look at him straight in the eye. I'm a child of the Most High God. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. God said to not defile the temple because he's going to deal with whoever does that. Now, sir, whether to listen to God or to you, you judge. Um, okay, go, go, go. I said go! The mother of Jesus, get out, get out. Out, don't come to my office again. Thank you, sir. There you go. There you go. See, <laughs> If you begin to compromise to get certain things in life, you will lose those things to compromise. The same person can pull you down anytime. Come, oh, the one you did last year has expired. You need to renew. Now I want to take you to Sheraton. I'm traveling for two weeks and I need a companion. Ah, but sir, you know, I can't do that anymore. I'm married now. Eh? You are what? You want your husband to know what has happened? Or you want the school to know? <laughs> you know there's a way we put your mark where I can remove it. The Senate will invite you again. You have extra year. Is that how you want to be living your life? Peter said, you judge. You need to learn to face life boldly. I will not pay your school fees again if you don't allow me to sleep with you. Sir, hold your money. His name is Jehovah Jireh. He sees and he provides. If the condition to pay my fees to sleep with me, then hold your money, sir. You are but a man. He is the almighty God. Boldness. Let's go very quickly. So they went back to their own company. Always please ensure you have the right company. Have friends. I beg you in this church. Have friends. Two or three of them. You don't need the multitude. Two or three friends. You can start from one. 
Somehow, people of like minds, they find one another out. Can we be praying together? We are not friends for gist. Mm -mm. We are not friends for gossip. We are friends to pray. What are we praying about? Let's pray for a revival in the church. As you start from revival, one day somebody will come with an issue. Look, oh, my dad is in the hospital. We need to pray. I need people to pray with me. Oh, really? Shanda. Thank God I've not even eaten breakfast. Today we are fasting. Boom. There are fasts that you declare on the spot. Several times in my life, I've seen food like this. Food has seen me. God bless the food. God bless me. For me to put spoon inside and dig. A call comes in. Hello, pastor. This is going on. And I just, oh, really? Say that again. How long has it been happening? And I just know in my spirit, it's not time to eat. Don't get it twisted. It doesn't mean that if I eat, that God will not hear the prayer. But sometimes you just want to deny the flesh. Sometimes you even want to show God how serious you are about this matter. Some people said we will not eat, we will not drink until we have killed Paul. Ah! If people could make up their minds to apprehend somebody and to kill him and they gave themselves to fasting, then how much more can we achieve when we are not even killing anybody? We are just asking for the kingdom of God to be done, to come to the earth. We can do much more. Can I have an amen? amen. So they went back to their own company. Listen to the content of their prayer. From verse 24. When they had that, they lifted up their voice to God, their voice, not voices, their voice, one voice, in accord, in agreement, and said, Lord, thou art God who has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, that's worship, who by the mouth of your servant David has said, why did the hidden rage and the people imagine vain things, and the people imagine vain things, and the people imagine vain things. And the people imagine vain things. The kings of the earth stood up, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against the anointed. For the truth, against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were gathered together. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. When they were killing Jesus, they didn't know that the Father had determined it before the foundation of the world. They thought they were doing something new. Verse 29, look at the content of their prayer. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Look at the way they are threatening us. And kill all their firstborn. Every enemy from my father's house, what are you still waiting for? Fall down, die, 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 die. The enemies have not died. They are growing fatter, you are growing leaner. I roast you, I bind you, I eat you. Some prayers are a waste of time. Let me tell you the prayer God hears. He hears a prayer that is said according to his will. His word is his will. It doesn't matter who prays it. Let the most spiritual pastor pray it. If it is not according to his will, his mouth will be moving, God will not hear. 1 John 5, 14 says this is the confidence that we have in him that whatsoever we, we ask according to his will, which is his word, he hears us. So we can pray and he does not hear. We can pray all night and he does not hear. We can pray for 25 years and he does not hear. People say, I've been praying, praying, praying. God has not heard me all these years because you have not prayed according to his will. Psalm 65, verse 2 says, Oh, thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. Look at the kind of prayer. Look at the content of their prayer. They say, Lord, 
Behold their threatenings, all right, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness we may speak your word. They prayed for boldness. Child of God, you too can pray for boldness. Lack of boldness can make you lose a contract. They say, are you sure you can do this thing? Say, I, I, I will try, sir. Nobody's looking for who will try. It is called trial and error. Can you do it? Yes, sir. Sir, yes, sir. I've handled, have you handled a project like this? Yes, sir. Not of this magnitude, but something very close to this, and I delivered. And, sir, I know, I trust that I will deliver this one. In fact, excellently, to, to taste, sir. I have a couple of guys who will also synergize with me, and then we can, we can work something out. Are you sure? Yes, sir. We have proof. We have done so-so-and-so before. We did so-so-and-so. Oh, really? Hey, David, are you sure you can face this Goliath, this giant? Sir, I will finish him. I was once dealing with a bear and a, and a, and a, and a, and a, and a lion. I killed the guy. I killed the guy. When he rose up against me, I finished him with bare hands. I didn't have a gun. I rescued the animal and I killed the guy. This uncircumcised Philistine is going to be like one of them. Boldness is speaking. Boldness is speaking. Boldness is visible. Boldness speaks. Not lily livered. Oh yeah, I give you that devil. Go and cast out that devil. Ah, pastor, I have a test in school. In fact, what that lecturer? <laughs> no. A day will come, you will be faced with a devil. It's not a prayer, it's not a curse. It will happen because you are a child of God. Listen to me. We don't fight devils, no. We don't fight darkness, we turn on the light. When I'm casting out a devil, I'm not doing it in my name or in my power. That's why I'm not shouting, Go! Amalekite, go, go, Jebusite, go, go, Perizzite, go, go, Canaanite, go, 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 go. <laughs> At the end of the day, you'll be worn out. Sometimes you don't even shout. You just speak under your breath. You foul spirit in the name of Jesus, go. The spirit has heard. People will not even hear. They will just see the person demonstrating. <laughs> and you stay your ground. Saying, I'm insisting. I don't just want drama. I just move in drama. I don't want it. I, that's not, it doesn't freak me. As a younger pastor, it used to freak me. But now, no, it doesn't freak me anymore. Just go. That's what is important. Go. And let this person be free. Can I have an amen? amen? What is the use of having the Holy Ghost? People around us are sick and we can't help them. Our family members are oppressed. We can't help them. Ah! They prayed for boldness. Verse 30. By stretching forth your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of your holy child, Jesus. They didn't say in the name. They said by the name. Now, we want the name to do signs and wonders. We will preach the name, and we want that name, that name, to do signs and wonders. They killed the owner of the name, but we want the name. For them to know that the owner was killed, but is alive. Did God hear them? Verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. When last were you in such a prayer meeting? The place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I thought in Acts chapter 2 they were already filled. This was another feeling. Expression house. That's why I, I encourage you to come for prayers. When we pray, please drop every other thing. Come for prayers. We pray online on MixLR every Tuesday and every Thursday, 6 to 7. One hour of intercessory prayer. We are seeing results. Oh. People's lives are changing. Pray. 
when we call for prayer on Thursday, 5.30, come for prayer. Very soon we'll be organizing some prayer time also. We just come one hour. Pray with all of your heart. Things happen when we pray. Things happen in the realm of the spirit before they happen in the realm of the physical. They happen there first. Look, when you keep rising and rising, Jude 20 on the screen, Jude 20, Amplified Classic. In the KJV it says, but you beloved, building up yourselves, building up yourselves on your most holy faith by praying the Holy Ghost. In the Amplified Classic, it said, but you beloved, come on, Amplified Classic, Jude 20, Jude 20, please, AMPC. Lord have mercy. Verse 20, verse 20. Now, when you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, you are rising higher, but you beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith, make progress. Rise like an edifice. Things will begin to happen in the, in the physical realm. Because as they happen in the realm of the spirit, it will touch some buttons, some wrong buttons in the realm of the spirit. And some people will not do business with you again. Some people will not like you again. They were comfortable with you as long as you were cold. But now your spiritual life is on fire. Some people will leave you. Some friends, will, they won't talk to you. They won't pick your call. But God will bring new people that you need. Are you with me this morning? Because where there is no wood, the fire goes out. Proverbs 26, 20. Where no wood is, there the fire goes out. I told them in the first service, have you ever seen a cockroach dancing around the fireplace when you are, you are cooking rice and the stove is very hot? Can, they, can any cockroach dare the fire? It will become barbecue. As it comes close to the fire, the heat will roast it. But go to your kitchen in the midnight. The last time you cooked was 7 p.m. Go there by 1 a.m. The place is stone cold. You'll be shocked at how many cockroaches are living in your kitchen. On your stove, they'll be dancing. They'll be doing leg work. On your stove, the very fireplace, the burner. You've turned up the cylinder. You've turned up the burner. On the burner, they'll be dancing. They can have a family meeting on the burner. But you leave them. If you see them like that, go to the cylinder. Turn it on. Strike a match. Or if it's the auto one, just push the button, the knob, bam, and let fire come. They will flee. When your prayer life is cold, all kinds of enemies, demons, will be dancing and patting around your life. Sickness will come. Lack will come. Disappointment kidney comment, whatever meant, low lifestyle, low spam count, low kidney come, low income, low self-esteem, all those low, 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 they will come. But the moment you wake up, the moment you say enough is it, what is called depression? For crying out loud, in the life of a child of God that Jesus died for, the day you wake up, things will change around you. And please, sustain your prayer life. When you begin to pray, things will begin to happen. Sustain it. Don't stop. Don't stop. Sustain it. You are very close to breakthrough. They say, hey, this girl has woken up. We're in trouble today. You jam their networks. I will speak more on that next week. 
we live in a very spiritual world. Learn to deploy all the resources that Jesus has made available for you. Rise higher and higher like an edifice. Rise above lack. Rise above sickness. Rise above carnality. Carnality. And then I'm struggling with masturbation. Rise above it! Rise above it! Let it be a tale of distant lands. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'll wrap up here this morning. When the apostles prayed, they were filled with the Holy Ghost again, and they speak the word of God with boldness. Remember, the chief priests and elders saw their boldness, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Is that right? Church, are you with me? Is that right? Next, they went to pray, and they prayed for boldness. Is that right? After prayer, the Bible says they started speaking the word of God again. With what? Boldness. So you can pray for boldness. Don't be timid. Don't be easily intimidated. Just because you get into a new environment and the place is clean does not mean that you are dirty. Don't be easily intimidated. It's meant for you. Some people, they've bought tickets or airline tickets. They get on the plane and they're still begging. I hope, I hope you allow me to sit down. I hope this hand luggage, they will allow me to put it where it's supposed to be. Kilonjebe. Some other time. Don't be like the children of Ephraim. Psalm 78 and verse 9. The Bible said they were armed to the teeth, but they turned back in the day of battle. By redemption, I told them this earlier. I'll tell you again. I told you last week. I'll tell you again. By redemption, boldness is your heritage. Boldness is your heritage in Christ. Hebrews 2.11. Both he that sanctifieth and they that are sanctified are all of one. For which cause is not ashamed to call them brethren. Let me ask you, church, who is he that sanctifies? What is his name? Do you know what it means to sanctify? To sanctify means to set apart, to sanctify. You were a sinner, you came to Christ, he made you a saint. Now you are a saint. Somebody say, I'm a saint. In the world, they tell you, nobody be saint. Oh, you are not a saint. I'm a saint, I'm not a sinner. Say it, say, I'm a saint, I'm not a sinner. I was a sinner, but now I'm a saint because I'm saved. Amen? So nobody only passed. That's for two-faced. It's not for you. He has made you holy. He has made you a saint. Say, are you a saint? You will be talking, talking as if you're a saint. Yes, I am. Read your Bible. Romans chapter 1, verse 3. Read all the epistles to the saints of God in Rome, to the saints of God at Ephesus, to the saints of God, grace and peace be multiplied to you. To the saints of God, grace and peace. You are a saint. I know some of you are afraid. Say, I'm a saint. Pastor, I, I told a lie yesterday. Say, I'm a saint. Pastor, I know what I did yesterday. Say, I'm a saint. Amen. If you have received Jesus Christ into your life, you have become a saint. Now, all those things you deal with, we will deal with them with time. But your status has changed. Amen. So you should be bold now. You are now sanctified. The one that set you apart is the sanctifier. You are the sanctified. And the one that set you apart said is not ashamed to call you his brethren. Brethren means brothers and sisters. So let me ask you, church, do you agree now 
that Jesus, apart from being your Lord and Savior, is also your big brother? That yes is too weak. We do it the military way. Is Jesus your big brother? I love the military. They have discipline. Is Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of God, your big brother? Are you members of the same family? Who is Jesus? Say my big brother. Who is Jesus? All right, let's see who your big brother is. Go to Revelation 5.5. I'm closing now. Revelation 5.5, quickly. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 5. Let's read together. Read out loud. One, two, go. And, no, 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 no. I said read out loud. I didn't say mama. I said read. One, two, go. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Jesus is called what here? The lion of the tribe of Judah. Why was he not called the antelope of the tribe of Judah? Why not the elephant? Because elephant is bigger than lion. It is not by size. Tell your neighbor it's not by size. <laughs> Amen. If a child of God is this short, if she's full of the Holy Ghost, she will show the devil pear, pear. Amen? Children across the world now, some of you must have seen some videos, are showing the devil pear, pear. They are interceding from the pureness of their heart. Amen. He's called the lion of the tribe of Judah. And he's your big brother. Your big brother is a lion. Can you be a goat? Can a lizard be the brother of a crocodile? Even though they're in the same reptile family, crocodile will come very big as a see my brother. It's not acceptable. I come to your house, you introduce me to your family, say, Pastor, there's a member of our family at the back. You need to see him. Then I come, the guy is chained down, and he's a dog. Jackson, greet my pastor. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, that's your brother? That's the last time you see me in that house. I go to a house where everybody's a normal human being. Because a goat can be the brother of a lion. You are not permitted to be anything else but a lion. Because your big brother is a lion. Amen. The devil is suggesting to you, you know, like he suggested to one of our sisters, See the man in front of you is wearing a t-shirt and they wrote R.I.P. R.I.P. That's your mom. Your mom is going to die. R.I.P. And she said, no devil, get out. That's not for my mom. You don't tell me when to pray. You can be so bold that the devil will try to make you pray. A prayer out of fear. You tell him, you are too small to tell me when to talk to my dad. Get out now. People say prayers are never too much. I draw a king body. That's a lie. Prayer can be too much. Many say prayers out of fear. Oh God, oh God, oh Lord, oh God. Today is the final day, your final day on earth. Imagine yourself. By this time next week, they are doing one minute silence for you. You hear that. 
Then you start praying. In the name of Jesus. In the first place, who is, who is speaking to me? You foul spirit. Keep quiet. How did you come near to be even talking to me? Get out now in the name of Jesus. Know that you start praying. Take authority. Amen. Did you hear me this morning? I said amen. Why is your big brother a lion? Why is it the lion of the tribe of Judah? Because one of the characteristics of a lion is boldness. Proverbs 28 and verse 1. The wicked runneth when no man pursues them, but the, the righteous are as bold as a lion. A lion is so bold and so strong, God testifies. Proverbs 30 verses 29 to 30. And that's where we ended for today. There'll be three things that go well. Yea, four are comely in going. You know what it means to be comely in going? To be stately in stride. A lion doesn't walk anyhow. Some people don't know how to walk. They just walk any, they jaywalk. No. A lion. Look. Have you seen those documentaries? You need to watch Nat Geo Wild sometimes. It's called the king, the king of the jungle. He's not the giant of the jungle, but he's the king of the jungle. David was not as tall as Goliath, but they brought him down. So it's not by size. A lion is bold. Any animal that wants to dare me, come. I don't even like to run around. Come. You can fight. Come. That's the lion for you. So as a lady, carry yourself well. Amen? Amen? Carry yourself well. Some ladies will be walking. Their slippers will be making noise. Pa, pa, pa. And you want a husband. Don't be walking like that. Be smart. Amen? It's, this is not even anything spiritual now. Just be smart. And guys, be smart. Bounce. What do you mean? You're just walking. Bounce. Bounce like a child of God. Amen? Amen? I said, amen. amen. Like you've got springs in your shoes because your brother is the lion of the tribe of Judah. This week, face it with boldness. Everything that has been harassing you, it is time to roll back. Did you hear me? Whether it's a sickness in your body, Maybe you are not even sick, but your, your younger brother or your mom or your dad. Come on, I'm a member of that family. God placed you in that family for a purpose. Not just to be asking for money, asking, I'm making trouble. Somebody hearing what I'm saying this morning? Stand on your feet, everybody. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'll give you a minute. Put that situation before the Lord. And roar back. Lions, lions don't bark, they roar. I want you to begin to roar in the place of prayer. Whatever it is, is there a delay in one area or the other of your life? Roar back on it this morning. Come on, everybody. Open your mouth and begin to pray.